Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer in the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. Chris, before we get started, I want to give a thank you to our sponsor, The Media Captain, a web development and digital marketing firm for sponsoring this podcast. If you own a business and want a stunning website or a strategy to drive more leads and sales, contact Jason Parks at The Media Captain. When you contact the media captain, mention Omaha, Omaha, and you'll get $100 advertising credit towards Google for your business. So that's Jason Parks at the media captain. So, buddy, OTAs are happening, or over now, I should say. Uh, a lot of going on. Uh, a lot of. Uh, no, lot only, of com- only this week it's over, Jerry. Yeah, there's still, no, right. there's still another seven, yeah. Yep. Lots of, lots of commentary, though, on, on how the players looked. And uh, some interesting comments from Golden Tate about Daniel Jones' arm and course what's he going to say he's not going to say he has a weak arm but um interesting to say that he's played with all these guys and, and jones arm is right up there with all of them so yeah listen if you felt he didn't have a strong enough arm he does he wouldn't even mention anything right yep. or he would or he would have said oh yeah you know you kind of would have got the hint that yeah maybe golden tate doesn't think it's as strong I, you know I, I don't know where they got this arm thing from you know watching him live i think his arm is pretty good you know well that was something they said about him in college and everybody just kind of fell in line uh, but he didn't really throw the ball deep at Duke, right? I mean, they, they kind of garbage receivers. He, he didn't have a, a good line. He was running for his yeah. life a lot. So, yeah, uh, you know, we, we had our criticism of, of the Jones pick. But he, the, the deep ball didn't seem like it was, you know, an, a huge part of, of Duke's offense. Yeah, he's usually on his butt by the time uh, somebody got downfield, you know. Um, yeah, listen, I thought it was justified. You know, when, when they drafted a little letter last year, that was one of the Criticize, uh, criticism of him was that he, he didn't have a strong arm. And then when you see it in person, yeah, it was pretty much justified that he doesn't have the best of arms. But watching this kid in person, I think he's, you know, his arm is much better than what people have written about him. You know, so. Yeah, when, when um, Shermer, I remember when Shermer was pressed on that last year, uh, he, he said, well, arm strength is not, um, yeah. it's not the most important thing. I think it's sixth <laughs> on the list. And obviously, I think he likes accuracy and the ability to roll out. So yeah. notice he's not really saying that with Jones, though, Jerry. No, it's good. No, it's yeah, great. He, he came out and said, you know, he's got a good, a nice arm, right? Last year, when he talked a little letter, he said exactly what you just said. Well, it's not the utmost important, right? Remember, this year, yeah. notice he's not mentioning that with Jones. It's you good know, for so. it's good for giant fans. Good for yeah, yeah. Listen, Jerry, uh, that's what you say when you have a quarterback that doesn't have the strongest arm, but every coach will like it you know quarterback with a little bit of a zip on a ball you know doesn't mean it's going to win with him doesn't mean he's going to be a good quarterback. but you know you got to like a kid that gets all some zip you know yeah you have to be able to throw that out pass right like that's what separates a pro quarterback from you know a guy who didn't make it or a third stringer yeah. like you have to be able to throw that 20 yard out uh and that really separates you from the the, the subpar talent out there so yeah, because the corners are so good in this league that they make up ground very quick. There's a very short, very close, uh, close. Uh, excuse me, <laughs> a very narrow window in this league where you have time to throw the ball into it. You know, in college you could get away with that little, you know, not as strong pass outside the numbers. In this league, the ball goes the other way. You know, so um, I don't care what you say, Jerry. Every coach wants a guy with a little zip on a ball. Yeah, you brought up the corners. I don't know where he saw it, but I guess it's kind of a narrative on Twitter that the Giants drafted too many corners. And sometimes you feel like I, I get I get some of the criticism of Gettleman. I do. Um, we've gone over the Jones pick over and over again. The Odell trade, half liked it, half hated it. I think more people are coming around to liking it now that he showed up, what, once to the five OTAs in Cleveland. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, sometimes you feel like the GM, who no matter who he is, can't win. Like everyone says, oh, draft value, right? You go by your board, and no matter what position they are, I'm taking the next value. Uh, and Gettleman clearly did that when he took all of his cornerbacks. And now the narrative has been a little bit on Twitter that, well, what are you doing with all these cornerbacks? You need this position, you need that position. Hmm. I don't know, man. I, I, like you said, I think the last podcast, I cannot wait to see these guys play and compete and, and get out there. And you know, I've never been more excited for the dime defense in my life. Yeah, and especially since Sam Beal looks so good so far in his offseason. Yeah, he's, like he's like an added bonus this year. Yeah, he's like another draft pick, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so especially, you know, he looks really he looks pretty good so far. Uh, I know this is offseason, but it's, it's a positive. You know, DeAndre Baker, you know, that the offseason. Jerry, in these OTAs and minicamp, uh, you know, we talked about this before, where all you really could see is, you know, Wide receivers against the secondary, you know, uh, quarterbacks a little bit and all that because they go against each other one on one. You can't really see much, you know. Well, how's the offensive line looking? Well, you don't really know, you know. They're not, right. they're not hitting and all that. But one thing you could see all the time is how corners are covering receivers. You know, all, all receivers are getting separation and all that. So DeAndre Baker has been a, you know, has been looked pretty impressive so far coverage wise on these receivers and these OTAs. Chris, it's one practice that you saw, right? But right. based on what you saw from Sam Beal, mm. where would he have gone in the draft? From what I saw, I think he would have been a high, I think he would have been a middle round, second round pick. Wow. Okay, that's awesome. I, I think right now, I mean, this is early. Yeah, right. You know, now, now, you know, when they start when the bell rings and he can't cover anybody and oh, that's. But right now, you ask me, Jerry, on May, you know, wherever we are today, um, I think. He would have been a second-round pick. He would have been in the mix with all those corners that just came out in the second round, Jerry. That's good to hear. Um, and I know it was only one practice, so I'm, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. But, yeah, that's uh, that's incredible. Something I was doing yesterday, because I'm a buffoon, I was watching uh, just YouTube clips of, of Saquon last year. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, you know, I don't. it's not that Giant fans forget that he's on the team, but, like, he is so good. And so ridiculous, and the, the the spotlight was on the trade of Odell and and what Gettleman's done or not done to kind of catch the ire of Giant fans. You know, with Zeitler and an improved right tackle, whether it's Chad Wheeler playing better or or Remmers or who, or whomever is going to be right. out there. Right. I I am so excited to see what this kid's going to do. I mean, I was watching clips of him, and just go to YouTube. There's a whole uh, montage of all his best plays where he had nothing. And he created something. And, and I, mm. I know we knew that already, but watch it again. Watch. And I'm not even talking about, like, he created something and all of a sudden got 30 yards. I'm talking about when he's at, like, yard seven and then he gets four more because he basically squeezes between two defenders. Like, right. his job is going to be made so much easier with if Zeitler can stay healthy and the improvement of the line with Jalapeno coming back and Hernandez getting better. Like, it can't be overstated how much better – this run game is going to be next year, man. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, Jerry, man. Uh, you know, there was so many yards he gained last year that looked like it was, he was going to gain zero. Right. And he wound up with four or five or, or the four or five, you know, became 15. And, right. And that's a sign of a great back, Jerry, a guy that creates like that, that has nothing and still gets plus yardage, you know? And, and in his case, it, the great thing about Saquon, uh, Jerry is that he's a home run hitter too. Not only could he get you that four or five that 
that four, he breaks that one tackle, boom, that's 70 now, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's so special, man, when you have a back like that. And, and, and if these guys, man, um, these, they got some powerful guys up front. We talked about that in the last podcast. And, and if these guys can really run block for them well, you know, just, just think about if these guys get a push a little bit on defensive lines, Jerry, a yard or two down the field, what this kid could do, man. I mean, what, look, what, what, look what Saquon wow. did. Look what Saquon did against the Eagles in the first game where he got the Giants got murdered. I mean, he had nothing in front of him, and he had a huge game, and it that was kind of yep. that wasn't his coming out party, but that was the game where he. I mean, even Eagle fans were like, "Oh man, he is this guy is so good," and and yeah, he he blew it up, and he 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 was the highlight, the only highlight of the Giants all night on that that god forsaken thursday night game yeah um yeah yeah but yeah, i was gonna say right like I, I was a, i liked orleans darkwood a couple years ago i thought he was a, a solid running back but right. you, you hit the nail on the head darkwood although he's he made a liar out of me against the redskins with that 175 yard run he wasn't really a home <laughs> run hitter and neither was like no. bradshaw was early in his career but as he got older he wasn't he was very banged up jacobs wasn't really a home run hitter like you said no man, yeah. Barkley gets past the line. Oh, he, Tiki, go for Tiki used to get caught from behind a lot too. Remember? Yep. Yeah, he he wasn't a home run guy. He yep. used to break long runs, but he used to get caught from behind. Yeah, it lot. seemed like Barber was like a forty. Like his the, the extent of his right. runs would be 40, 45, 50 yards. Right. I mean, that's well, fine. Kid, he was a great player, but yeah, yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, a lot of great years, but you know, he, I remember him getting tracked down a lot from behind. Where well, you're not you're not catching Saquon when he's in the, as, as it was proven last year. You're not catching him. The, if he gets out in the open The field. Redskins run, the 78-yarder was insane because he just took off left and, and it was like, goodbye, you're not even going to come near him. Yeah. But I thought his most impressive run was, a, I mean, there were, take your pick, but the, the one that sticks out in my mind is the one against the Eagles, not the nine-yard run where he leaped three guys to get nine yards, right. but the, the, the longer one, I think it was a 52-yarder in Philly where I don't know who, mm. what corner was, it looked like the corner was right next to him. And yeah. you figure if the corner just dives, he can get him. But mm-hmm. he raced to the end zone. That's what we're talking about, man. That's the speed this kid has. And I just, I still can't believe, and it's not talked about enough, bud, that we traded a guy that we were going to cut, Olivier Vernon, for Kevin Zeitler. Yeah, yeah. We talked about it before, man. Uh, Gettleman deserves major, major praise for that move because uh, Vernon was going to be released. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So, um, and it just makes it's going to make the running game so much better. Yeah, man, it should. And, you know, and you got Elson over there too to block, you know, a little bit, and Simonson and all that. So you know, you you know, you saw Sherman do some three tight end packages last year, um, and you know, you look at these guys up front of the block, and uh, you throw in a five; those are five offensive linemen and three tight ends and all yeah. that. You know. Uh, on a short yardage situation, when you got a guy like Barkley, man, it's a potential home run every time you give him the ball, you know? But it's funny, uh, man. They, they draft all these guys, right? They draft DeAndre mm-hmm. Baker, uh, Dexter Lawrence, you know, hopefully what ends up being their quarterback of the future. Right. Julian Love, the Golden Domer. And who, are you most, who am I most excited about? The right, the right guard we got in, in, via trade. Like, to me, that's the guy I'm most excited to see. And it, it, it just shows you the state of Giants football for the last five to six years where you're yeah. excited that offensive linemen are coming to town now. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, Jerry, because we haven't had a good line since no. 11, you know. Um, and even that one was. And even that was that. Yeah, right. It wasn't like it was dominant, right? It was good, you know, but, you know, it, it, it is, you know, there's it, nothing wrong with being excited about that because you got some guys who can blow some guys off the ball, you know, hopefully. 
Uh, that's you know. So listen, this you know, Jerry, when you have a kid like Barkley, and now you bring in some you know bigger guys up front, guys returning from injury and all that, you should be excited, man, because who knows what this kid can do now? Even more so than last year. Yeah, and and another year in the offense, like you said, for Manning, the screen game should be better. The actual screen game, not a check down game. That doesn't count. That's not a screen game when you just yeah, check that's down. That's not a screen game. game. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know. Uh, hey, Jerry, uh, you know, what was the big excitement about the Cowboys when they won the Super Bowls in the 80s? That was the um, I'm sorry, in the 90s. Uh, everybody, remember John Matt? Everybody used to, they used to go crazy over that offensive line and watching Emmett not be touched until he's like three yards down the field, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, so so there's nothing wrong, you know. Listen, uh, maybe it's not flashy, but everybody should get excited about a guy like Zyla, about a uh, about a guy like Will Hernandez coming back in his second year, you know, come, and a guy like Halapio being healthy. You should be excited, man, because you got like an Emma Smith type back in the backfield, and it, you know, if you, if these guys are blowing guys away up front, man, you know, the potential is man, it's off the charts. Well, Jerry, it really is. Say you brought up a, a great point with the three yards off. I was a huge, and like, no, this isn't unique, but a, a big, I love Barry Sanders, love watching him run. Right. And the argument was always, well, Barry Sanders' first contact is two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Emmett Smith is three yards past. Mm. Put Barry Sanders behind that line, and he's going to get 2,000 yards easy. I think yeah. we have a Barry Sanders type. Like, I, I'm even more excited because yeah. I think yeah. Saquon has more natural ability than Emmett Smith. Like, this is... He is the face of the franchise, guys, and and this is the guy everybody's got to rally around. This is the guy you, you got to build around, and I I'm just can't talk about it enough. You get so excited thinking about the the possibilities that he can bring this year with another year of experience, another year in the offense, relatively healthy year. Knocking on wood, mm-hmm. and oh, my dog just barked because they thought I they thought I knocked on the door. How funny is, is that, that? Is that the one you call stupid? No. Yeah. Yes. See, and how stupid! I knocked on the desk, and she's barking. Come on. Well, she's I mean, trying to protect the house. That's all she doesn't know where it's coming from. And there she goes. She's not going to stop till someone. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, dude. Um, very excited. It's funny how how much I get thrown, how quickly I get thrown off, huh? The dog barks, and I'm I'm shot for yeah. the rest of the podcast. Yeah, you gotta yeah you gotta regroup. I can see that already. Yeah. <laughs> Add <laughs> has set in. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, Jerry, getting back to the Barkley thing, you know, I think he was the number one back last year, getting hit behind the line of scrimmage too, first contact behind the yeah, line of scrimmage, right. if I remember right. Yep. You know, yep. so I mean, how how nice would it be if we could get rid of that statistic? You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, that's not a statistic you want to lead in. So, so on a on a slow, air like a uh, time for the Giants right now, uh, heading into Memorial Day weekend, it's very nice to think about the fact that we have the best running back in the league, despite Bart Scott saying Le'Veon Bell and uh, Todd Gurley are one and two, or, or reverse maybe, uh, despite that buffoon. I, I think, you know, you, you go into this and, and, and you're going and keeping in mind in the offseason what the Giants actually have and not concentrating on what they need, but, you know, we can, we can rest our laurels on the fact that we have the best running back in the NFL or, or top two. Um, mm-hmm. and a line mm-hmm. that has gotten better, and, and it should make the offense at least fun to watch this year. So, Should be, man. Really should. And he, does, and he doesn't fumble either, Jerry, which is – Zero fumbles you know, last year. Amazing, right? I mean, I don't think he's fumbled since his sec- sophomore year in Penn State or something. I mean, I, I mean, it's remarkable, too. The kid doesn't put the ball on the ground, you know? Yeah, I thought he fumbled oh. last year when he dove over the Cowboys, and uh, then it, it was ruled a touchdown, thank God, because I was like, oh, here we go. He got his first fumble. It has to be against right. Dallas. 
Right. So when he does so. when he does the Superman, when he leaps from like the six yard line and ends up in the end zone somehow. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it's all good stuff, man. It should be good. Uh, it should be really good stuff to to keep an eye on in training camp and the preseason games with the offensive line. Hopefully, these guys play like everybody thinks they're going to play. You know, that's that's the key. So we'll see. So Twitter question time, buddy. Uh, lots of responses. Thank you, everyone, uh, for your contributions as always. The first couple of questions weren't questions. They were just love fests. It was Patty Trainer chiming in, thanking us, uh, you know, Oropello saying you guys do a great job. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. I, we asked for questions and people are just chiming in saying how awesome this is. So uh, really appreciate the kind words, guys. Very nice. Um, but Johnny Paraselli makes his return. Chris. Yeah, what, where has he been? I don't know. Um, but he's, he was busy defending us with people. Did you see that the other day? Somebody was killing yeah. us, and he was jumping yeah. all over him. Yeah, yeah, that was dead. Johnny jumped right in there, man. He was ready to roll. Good stuff, man. <laughs> Thank time. you, John. But people, some people are going to hate, you know. What are you going to do? It is what it is. Uh, so from JP at J Paraselli. Hey, guys, haven't heard much talk about RJ McIntosh. Super excited to get mm. him and Beal back. Where do you see McIntosh and Hill playing, and do you see any issues with the amount of bodies on the D-line? Or does it just make for better rotations? I'll hang up and listen. Hashtag buffoon crew. Mm. Well, McIntosh, you know, got a, uh, the, the OTA I was in, the other, I uh, witnessed the other day. He was with the ones a lot, you know. Um, he's going to rotate in and out. You know, it's, it's going to be, I'm sure Lawrence is going to be in their opening game. I'll be surprised if that kid doesn't start. Um, you know, him, Hill, and Tomlinson, you know, and then you have the rotation, you know. Um We'll see what the seventh round picks Slayton could do. You got the Olsen Pierre. Yeah, you know, if anything, I don't think there's too many. I don't think there's enough right now. I mean, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? it's like, going to be feeling like it's if they're going to have a three man line, then okay. But right now, you basically have six guys for three spots that you're rotating, and, yeah. and he does a lot of that four three three four. Yeah, a lot of times it's two down linemen. There's yeah. all different personnel packages. Right. You know, as so. long as Josh Morrow's not out there, I'm good. Um, I'm a little surprised they didn't resign Kerry Wynn, but. Whatever it is, what it is, but yeah, I, I actually think there's not enough guys right now. Yeah, um, they, you know, Gettleman talked about in the past. He likes that like eight man rotation, right? Um, I don't know if I quite see that right now, man. Yeah, maybe, you know? maybe a, I don't know. I'm trying to think of maybe a linebacker who could sub in there. There's not really anybody. Well, Golden could if they if they do that, maybe Golden can get in the mix there. I don't know. I'm just spitting. But listen, Jerry, you know, he has so many packages with his only it was only two down linemen and all that, you know, and there's so many nickel packages now. So um I wouldn't worry about it too much. You have a pretty solid core of you know, Tom, I we fully expect Dexter Lawrence, you know, to play well and and you know, and then him and Hill Tomlinson and and um you know, so we'll 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 see. It was deeper last year, you know, because you had Kevin Wynn and you had yeah. um, Mario Edwards, and you know, got not, they brought back the veteran Jenkins this year. I don't expect anything out of him. Josh Morrow. Uh, <laughs> uh, Josh Morrow was no longer with us. Uh, the fifteen-yard flags went with him. Um, so Josh you know, Morrow, he's no longer with us. I yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll see. You know, uh, we'll see what they do with fun. You know, I like to see it a little deeper. Well. Uh, we'll see. Listen, if Olsen Pierre could give you something, that's another body in there. So um, that's where we're at right now. Buddy, I have maybe the best question so far of any question ever <laughs> asked on our podcast. From first time, long time at first time, long time. Test for Chris. 
to see what kind of Jersey guy he has become. Mm. All right, there's four four questions. First one, ready, Chris? To ready? see what kind of Jersey guy I have, I have become. Yeah, you ready? First question. Okay, good. Pork roll or Taylor ham? Pork roll or Taylor ham? Yeah. What do you? Well, which one I would eat? What do you call it? Oh, what I call it? Pork roll. Nice. Number two, Wawa or Quick Check? Oof. There's a lot of Wawa's by me. Wawa. Nice. Good one. Three, going down the shore or going to the beach? Going down to the shore. Chris, you are, geez, you are New Jersey. I mean, I, I am, huh? I can't even say Staten Island Chris anymore. It's like you're, you're Flemington Chris. Wow. Last one. I, I, got, I think I know the answer to this one, but I'm going right. to ask it anyway. Bruce or Bon Jovi? Bruce or Bon Jovi. Wow. Um, could I say neither? Or? I knew it. I should have said it. I knew you were going to say neither. <laughs> oh, man. I could have called that one out. All right. Listen, I know that offends all you Jersey people because, like, Bruce is like, you know, God here in Jersey. I, I, I have to admit, though, I, I have liked Bruce Springsteen the last four or five years. Actually, I have gotten into a lot of his music. Bon Jovi, I did like in the 80s, but I, if I could, I, I would go. Well, can I lose with that answer? Though? They're both Jersey people. No, no, it, it's fine. You're fine. I knew you were going to say neither, though. I knew it. <laughs> I was like, he's going to say neither. I think I know the answer. So just for some context, I'm driving down the shore today, stopping at Wawa and listening to Bruce. So I cover three of those. And I don't think I'm going to have a pork roll sandwich on the way, but I pretty much have covered What's three. a pork roll sandwich, Jerry? What am I missing here? No, it's just, it's, it's in, in South, in central to South Jersey, everybody says pork roll. It's like Case's pork roll was big in Trenton. Okay. Uh, can, can I quickly say something when I first moved out here? Yeah. So I go to, I go to a place. I, I wanted a chicken palm hero. And what'd you say? They looked at me. They looked at me. Like, I said, yeah, I see you. Uh, what's up, my man? Can I get one of those chicken palm heroes? You looked what? You mean like Thor? <laughs> or uh, so I go, Superman? I look at him. I go. You know, a chicken palm hero. Like I'm looking, I'm like, yo, what's the problem? You know, and he's like, oh, oh, oh I think you mean a sub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I go, well, what's the difference? He goes, oh no, we put it in a roll. I said, okay, guy, okay, I'm sorry, chicken palm sub. Yeah. So, so what's up with that? that what's sandwich, there's no heroes out here? No. What what happens is that sandwich, Chris, that you're discussing, uh, starts in, in from Cape May up until probably <laughs> Hamilton, New Jersey, next to Trenton, is called a, ho- a hoagie. Right. Really? And then from Hamilton up until Newark is probably called a sub. Oh, what about point, me? I'm and when west. I say that, it's all points west as well. And then when you go oh, okay, above Newark, okay, all right, all right. when you go above Newark, it's called a hero. Oh, so like North Jersey, it's a hero. Well, it's also sub, but it could be hero. Closer to New York, you get a hero. And if anyone disagrees, well, I don't chime ask. in, guys. I am not going to get offended. But for the most part... A sandwich like that in New Jersey from Cape May up until near where I live is called a hoagie, which makes me sick. I never say the word. Um, so above that is sub. Then it goes into hero. Then actually like Westchester is like a, a wedge or something. Oh, I, okay. When I was in, um, when I was in uh, Pleasantville, New York, I asked for a, you know, I thought I was speaking your language. I said, oh, can I have a hero? And they said, you mean a wedge? I'm like, a wedge? what the hell is a wedge? I never even heard of that either. Right. Okay. So it, it's, it's, uh, then there's grinders. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. It's all but I did have, to, I did have to learn that out here. No heroes. Great, great question from first time in long time. Loved it. All right. Giants carb crush. Hi, Jerry and Chris. The 2016 defense was led by a fantastic secondary and stout run defense, holding opponents to under 20 points a game and only having 35 sacks. 
Do you guys think this 2019 secondary and the addition of Dexter Lawrence can be just as good? No. Mm. No. I, I don't think it'll be that good. I think that's what they're headed towards. I think it's more of a cover defense with coverage sacks, uh, and that's what they're going to have to rely on unless Golden and Carter are better than we think right now. So I, I don't think it'll be better than that defense, no. Mm. Um, not right now. But um, I don't know much of a cover. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot, a lot of man, Jerry, in this year um, with these kids, you know. Um, but right now, you can't say no. You know, you, you have to see because Snacks is not there, you know. They were a real good run defense in 16, if I remember right, right? Excellent. You're better than me at this, Jerry, No, they were right? great. They were like top, yeah, I, I mean, one of the reasons. I believe they were top five. Right. One of the reasons was because of Snacks, right? Right. So we don't know what Lawrence is going to bring to the table yet as far as that goes. I'm not really crazy about the inside linebackers. And Landon's not here anymore, you know. So right now I would say that defense is better on paper. Another good question. Marco Schaefer at Marco underscore Schaefer. If you two could choose one of our star players we lost over the last year to bring back, who would it be out of JPP, Vernon, OBJ, Snacks, or Landon? For for he's saying for me it's not even close. Decide for yourself if you want to count the cap or not. I will not count the cap. Hashtag buffoon crew. Greetings from Germany. Awesome. So mm. out of those guys, Chris, which one would you bring back? Forget the cap. Say you get him for free. Who would you bring back? Probably Landon. Wow, I didn't think it was that cut and dry. That's interesting. I don't know, man. You know? Oh my god. I'm going to get punched in the face for this. I don't know. Well, give an answer. You're going to have to pick somebody. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'll eliminate JPP and Vernon. I don't want them back. OBJ, think, you don't want back. I think I bring Snacks back. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. If I can get him for free, yeah. Because I want him part of the rotation. Yes. There it is. Okay. And, and, and people are going to, I was going to say, people are going to kill us for not saying OBJ, but it is what it is, whatever. Uh, this is a tough one, Chris, because we don't know. I guess we're guessing, but Firewater at Firewater FX. Who gets to start, Sam Beal or Baker? I'm going to go with Beal. Oh, wow. Over Baker. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. But that, that's right now. Yeah, yeah. At the end of May. That's fine. You know, ask that, who, who asked that question, Jerry? Firewater. Firewater asked that again in you know, when camp kicks up. They exact back in August, but right now, Beal. Cool. And a second question, since uh, just sitting here looking at me. Will Marcus Golden return to his 2015 form? I have no idea. Time will tell. Hope so. Now, someone shot a screenshot of a question. I mean, wow. It's like a dissertation, Rob Hamilton saying, my dislike for the Cowboys and Eagles seems to be opposite of you guys. I despise Dallas and can't see rooting for them to win in any circumstances. Yeah, I get that. It's, a, it's where you live, Rob. It's because Chris and I live in central Jersey, and he's west, and I'm south of him, and it's just we're surrounded by these scumbags. My hate for the Cowgirls is based around their ignorant and over-the-top delusional fan base, blah, 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 blah. Uh, what is the question? Now that my long-winded venting preamble to a question is finished, do you guys seem to hate Philly more because of the city, fan base, rivalry, proximity, or all the above? Do you hate Dallas a little less than the Eagles? So for me, it's because I grew up in Trenton, New Jersey, 
and I vacation at the South Jersey Shore, and I am surrounded by these guys. They are the worst fans on earth. Um, it's a rivalry, but I do feel like the de- when when Dallas and Giants are good, I do feel like it's that's ramped up a bit. Um, but no, it is strictly a where I live thing, and I think Philly fans are lower on the human being scale than Dallas fans. I think Dallas fans, I don't I don't take them as seriously because I think a lot of them are frauds. Um, but the Philly fan is the worst fan on earth. Uh, I, I just, 90% of them, you can't even talk to them. So there it is. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the course of the Philly fans. That's why you can't stand the Eagles. Definitely way more than the Cowboys. No question about it. It's just the fan base. That's what makes you can't stand the whole thing. All right. No Chris, doubt about it. Your girl, Lisa from, uh, from your neighborhood at so bad six Eli's biggest fan. Because of our lack of an established pass rusher this year, who do you guys see having the most sacks? Do you see most of the pressure coming from safety or linebacker position? Chris? Hmm. Well, it's going to be both. It's going to be more, most pressure is going to, obviously going to be from, from the edge of the linebackers. I think um, what was what, what was the part of the question? Who's going to have the, the most sacks? Part, who's going to have the most sacks? Yeah. I'm going to go with um, – wow. I'm going to go with Carter, Lorenzo Carter. Yeah, I'm gonna go BJ but, Hill. But I'm very intrigued with Golden, man. I just have good. to see Golden more. That's you know? good. That's that's good news if you're intrigued with him. Seriously. Yeah, because if he's hundred percent, I can see Golden getting like eight to nine to lead the team. So yeah, I'm gonna go BJ Hill with about nine. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Man, I, I tell you, BJ Hill could rake in nine sacks. Oof, man, yeah, I, plus I, think he, I think he hit you know, like five and a half last year. I think he's gonna yeah. take another step. I think yep. I'm I'm buying into Dexter Lawrence helping. So I'm 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 all in on that, buddy. Okay, sounds good. Uh, sorry, Winston, a little bit too general of a question. Uh, Louis Davalos at Lou underscore DAV seven seven. This is more for you, Chris. Comments? Do you have any comments on Gettleman not acknowledging Landon as a team captain last season? No. Yeah. Me neither. Okay. Oh, that was a question? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought there was a part two of that. Okay. No, that's it. Uh, Frank Seattle, my favorite part of the podcast is when Chris says something like, Jerry, do you mind if I add something here? <laughs> if the Giants could add a veteran <laughs> – that's funny. If the Giants could add a veteran signing to one position, which position would you both add? Hashtag buffoon crew. Hashtag not a relative of Chris's. Nice job, Frank. Um. I got to change my answer on something too. Okay. You ready? Yeah. The one play I will want back is is going to be OBJ. Okay. He's he's too much of an impact guy mm. to say you get him for nothing. Okay. So what was that question now? If the Giants could add a veteran signing to one position, which would you add? Oh, it's got to be edge. You know, it's got to be an edge guy. A uh, you know, a guy to get to the quarterback or yeah. right tackle. One of one of one of those two. With Remmers on and Wheeler and some competition there, uh, right now, I feel okay there. I guess I feel C minus with Carter, <laughs> uh, Golden, and the X Man as the only guys on the edge right now, really. And, and Avery Moss, do, do we still count him? Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's ru- edge rusher. Yeah, bear, bear, yeah. A, a little above. I think that's because of the depth. One guy goes down. It's like, who are we gonna? We're gonna bring back Connor Barwin. What are we doing here? No, please. Right. Here's one from Kyle Johnson, who is a huge supporter of ours. 
Let's say Goodson and Ogletree have a down year again this upcoming year. Do we release or trade Ogletree and possibly sign another in free agency? I guess middle linebacker. Also, Chris, was wondering if you are a Celtics fan since you are since you like the Red Sox. Hashtag buffoon crew. No, I am not a Celtic fan. I'm a Nick fan. Nice. And if Ogletree doesn't play well this year, you can't really say he had a down year last year. Just he was like up and down, Ogletree. You know, I hate to say he had a down year because he did a lot of good things too. Um, but if he has a mediocre year with the with the price tag he's going to be next year, he's going to get released. Uh, <coughs> Ogletree. And the same thing with Goodson. You know, they both won't be back. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dylan Rivera at D Rivera two two six seven. Can we take a moment in the podcast to rip every Redskins fan for all the trash talking they've been doing since the draft? Hey, by the way, out of all the fans in the NFC East. They are the most delusional. If you ever talk to a Redskins fan, go to yeah. Washington, go to wow. D.C. They are dumb for the most part. They 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 are delusional. Like, they'll talk about Theismann and Rippin and, guys, come on. They don't play anymore. Like, uh, we, and they give you no reason. I've, I've spoken to so many of them. They're like, oh, yeah, we think, we think we're going to have a good year this year. What are you basing that on? It's just our time. Well, okay, as long as you have valid, <laughs> concrete reasons, guys. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Not one. Yeah, they. Sorry. He, he was still uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was just gonna say that that you look at some of their tweets and stuff. Man, they like they are like from another planet, right? Yep. Some of the things they say is like, guys, are you looking at your roster? Yep. You know, you you don't have an impact receiver. I mean, you got Jordan Reed who gets hurt every two minutes, yep. and you're going with a kid quarterback, and they're talking like playoffs and stuff. Yeah, he's saying the next part of his thing was not one, not two, but three of their players are beyond jealous. Gettleman didn't want them on the roster. Haskins, Landon, and Norman all beyond salty. Uh, it's just representative of their fan base too, I think. So, yeah, yeah I, I just, they, they, you're all right, man. It's like some of the things they say is like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, like uh, you look. I think they, some of them are still living in like in 1991, Jerry. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, they are. You know? Yeah, they talk about the hogs. Great, cool. Well, they, yeah, yeah, because they exist. They still think the hogs are going to come out there with uh, you know all those guys with with Deisman or all them, you know, with Riggins and stuff. So, yeah. Javier Burgos, I'm asking this question because Javier is a loyal tweeter, listener, all the above. What are, you, what are your thoughts on De- Dave Gettleman, how he's, built, how he's going about rebuilding this team? I think it's unfair how he's treated in the media. Example, one beat writer said, having no GM in a team is better than having Dave Gettleman. What are your thoughts? I mean, I don't know who the beat writer was, but they obviously have an axe to grind with Dave Gettleman and the Giants, and I really don't know who that is. Uh, I don't know which example he's talking about. But whoever said that uh, either hates the Giants, hates Dave Gettleman, hates all the above. I like the way he's going about it. The only thing I disagreed with that he's done so far, really, uh, aside from bringing in some of the, the, the lower level free agents last year, like the Omames, uh, is just the, the Daniel Jones pick at six. But overall, um, I, I like Dave Gettleman. Yeah, I like the way he's, I like the, what he's going, you know, what, how he's going about building his team, too. The only thing I don't like, too, was a Daniel Jones pick at six. Now, we both hope we eat crow with that, right? But yes, I would eat it and drink whatever you want with it to to, right. to get it down. I mean, I'm fine. don't you know? Don't you know? Don't get me wrong. I did not like that pick. We both said it numerous times. Yeah, I do not feel he was a sixth overall type quarterback. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. And we're both so saying it so that you don't think you don't keep. Yeah, you know, so, say, so oh, does Jerry. Gettleman mouthpieces. No, we're yeah. not. We disagreed there. No, uh, Gettleman definitely had some misses with free agents last year. No yeah. question about it. But as far as draft-wise and what he's done these first two drafts, you have to like what he's doing. You know, he, he had to clean up a big mess. Um, you could disagree with Eli. We'll see. 
this year with Eli, you know, you know, as far as bringing him back and all that. You don't have to agree with him all, all the time, but you have to kind of like the way he's approaching this, trying to build this football team. Folks, you know, we haven't been to the playoffs. <laughs> you know, I was, just, I was discussing this the other day with an Eagle fan, believe it or not. You know, they actually had – the Eagle fan actually had two legs and walked upright. Nice. Okay. Um, he's like, oh, you can't believe you got rid of Collins, OBJ, all these guys he's listed. And I said, you know, we haven't won anything with these guys either. I understand there's a lot of talent walked out that room. But some people, like, act like the Giants have been to the playoffs for the last five years and it's letting like, guys like yeah, Landon Collins Like walk. we cut Carson, Taylor, and Banks. Come on. Right? You know what I'm saying? It's like yes, uh, I understand talent has walked out of that room, but we also have not been a good football team since 2011. I'm not even going to count that kind of like everything fell right year in 2016. Right, oh, the year where Eli threw four slants that went all the way for Odell, and that was our offense. <laughs> yeah, and then the defense played a lot of backup quarterbacks, and they played well. Don't get me wrong and all that. A lot of things fell in the Giants' favor that year, which happens, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, you have to look at it sometimes like, okay, I like this guy. I can't believe we didn't sign him. That let this guy, we traded this guy. You know what? We haven't won anything for yeah. years. So Gettleman's, you know, rebuilding, still being competitive, trying to be competitive and, you know, building from the inside out. And we're going to try that folks, because when Reese built from the outside in the last I looked you know, it didn't work for a long time. You know, I <laughs> yeah. uh, saw so Gettleman's going to build from the inside out, and I'm not saying, "Hey, we're going to go to the playoffs. We're going to be a powerhouse." You know, I'm just saying this is what he's trying. This is what he believes in. So let's see what happens, man. You know, we've been not a good team for a while. Great Twitter name here, buddy. We are all Daniel Jones at Bluebeard Sears. Do you think Ryan Connolly could beat out B.J. Goodson for a starting role by the time the season starts? Uh, sure. I, I, BJ Goodson is not Harry Carson. I don't think it'll happen, but who the hell knows? I think he has a shot. Yeah. I think he has a shot. You know, uh, I'll, you know, the more I see him on the field and practices and camp and all that, you know, obviously we'll have a more of an educated a answer, but I think this kid has a shot. I, I really do. Um, you know what, Jerry, Ty Davis has a shot too, man. You know, I know the question. Yeah, I know like the him. question. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I know. I understand the question was about Conley. No, but that's fair. It, if you saw him too, I, you, you know, know this, we saw him at OTAs. Yeah. We didn't. Uh, the impression I get, Jerry, is that they want somebody to beat out Goodson. Yeah, that's the impression I get thus far. So far, you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll see. Tim Coffey, who must have stock in Chad Wheeler's career, he loves Chad Wheeler at Jug Big T. How has <laughs> How has Chad Wheeler looked? Bigger, stronger, just as technically sound as last year. <laughs> technically sound last I didn't year. Know he was technically sound, but I don't know. He was technically sound. <laughs> I don't know yet. We'll see when he put the pads on in July. Hey, Tim, Chad Wheeler may win the job. There's hope for you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be in the running, no question. Uh, John Ilegio at not John forty four. When was the last time the Giants had this much depth at O line, wide receiver, and cornerback? Am I wrong to actually think positively that it may be fun this year? I'll hang up and listen and wait for the angry replies from disgruntled fans. Hashtag buffoon crew. Mm. Uh, last time they had that much depth. Can't tell you that. I mean, at corner, 
I'm trying to think. I guess oh seven when they had Madison, Webster. I can go on and on. All W. Yeah, McCord, and, right. I'm yeah, trying to those think. Guys. Like, yeah. What else did we have? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're all young. Aaron so Ross. Yeah, right. Aaron Ross. Yes, I knew 07 yeah. was the. I could think of the guys. Yeah. Um, no, I think this year is going to be a fun year. I, I think it could be a fun year. I think I like what we've done. We got a lot of young guys. I, I don't think it's. We've gone back and forth on record. I'm not going over that again. But I, I do think this team will show improvement and be very, very fun to watch. Chris, how do you feel? I, I agree with you, man. I, I'm a little concerned about the offensive line depth. I mean, I, I understand we have four right now starters. They're going to compete for the right tackle. But if guys start going down, which, you know, uh, basically we have pulley. You know, we don't know what we have in Remmers yet, man. I know. You know. He's coming off yeah. a back surgery. He's a veteran. Let's see, you know. So, um Say Remmers wins the job at right tackle, so you'll have Wheeler and Pulley, you know, if if Pulley loses out to Jalapeno coming. Yeah. Not the worst thing. Not the worst thing coming around coming off the bed, off the sideline, you know. No, he's pretty good. Um I like him as a reserve. Yeah, not yeah. So if you have if you have those seven guys, not the worst thing. You know, the Giants have been way, worse off for the last few years, you know. Um depth wise, I, I think Gettleman's added some depth, man, through the draft and free agency. And I, I, I think there's a big reason to be excited, Jerry. I really do, man. Uh, Joe Atam C, buddy, your question was kind of the catalyst for the Saquon rant early on. So thank you. He basically asked how much, uh, how much are, are we excited to see Saquon this year and how much better is he going to be mm. on the line? So nice job by you, Joe Atam. Uh, Tim Bacon at Tim D. Bacon. Loving the OTA coverage. That's you, Chris. Which position group are you guys happiest with, and then which gives you nightmares? Hmm. Mm. I don't know. I've really seen. I don't know. I've really seen enough yet to say what I'm happiest with. Oh, cool. Uh, um, I mean, I was well, secondary. I would right now. I would say the secondary. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, and what I'm worried about, I'm still worried about the right side. I'm worried about. What am I worried about? I have to be honest with you, Jerry. Position I'm worried about inside linebacker. Yeah. I'm not. You know, not too happy. No, I'm not too feeling that good about that. And right tackle. I mean, you know, I feel pretty good about offensive line. But, you know, if you can't get a guy to block at that right tackle spot, you know, it could be a problem. But right, I would say inside linebacker, that that concerns me. Um, I like the young blood up, up front of the defensive line, you know. Um, receiver, doesn't, uh, receiver doesn't concern me that much because we got Tate. Shep's having a monster OTA so far, you know. I think he's going to have a good year. Uh, Slayton's playing well in his OTAs offseason. You know, some guy has done some stupid stuff, but he, you know, he's had some uh, a couple of decent practices too. So I don't know how you feel, bud. Well, what concerns you? Um, right tackle. Uh, yeah, yeah. No and doubt about I, it. I think middle linebacker doesn't that much yet, but I I, th- I understand why you'd say that. Um, hey, Jerry, here's a legit question too, right? How about quarterback? Yeah. Does he like concern you? I don't want to get into it. You, you know he does. <laughs> so it's a listen. I don't want. Legit, I don't want tweets flying at me. It's a legit concern. Totally, you're not totally. Well, you're not me. saying like me. I'm not saying the guy can't get it done. I'm we're just saying it still has to be a little bit of a concern if he like to play well, right? Yep. Absolutely. Two more questions, bud. Uh, Sorry, Lisa. Yeah, I know. It's the first person I think of. I'm like, oh my god, Lisa's gonna kill us. Uh, Sean Allen at Spanova. Will you be making? buffoon crew shirts for children all about supply and demand sean 
if people want them, we'll get them made. And uh, again, everybody, thank you for the support. There's a tons of tons of buffoons out there. I can't wait to see you people. Last question from T.S. George at Shintel. Love your podcast. It makes the commute to work much easier two times every week. Thank you, man. Hope you make it three. Maybe during the season. My question is about a double standard. Why is Jack Rabbit expected to be a mentor but not Eli? Well, I get That's what a- you're saying. It's a fair question, but Eli's a mentor by his actions, kind of like I mean, I think I think the same is expected of both. Uh, watch them be professionals. Watch them play stay with them in the film room, ask them questions. So I, I understand what you're saying, but um, I, I think the same is expected of both. I don't know about you, Chris. Yeah, listen, Eli is expected to be a mentor, but people have just taken it. They have taken this the wrong way. He's naturally a mentor, Eli. Okay, we, we've discussed this before. Yeah. How is he doing it? By everybody studying him. Yep. Just like they're going to be studying Jackrabbit. Okay, the same way. Uh, you know, this mentor stuff, guys. This is a business. These are professional athletes that have bills to pay. All right, they're not just going to sit there and say, "Okay, watch what another defensive back does every second. They just, you know, how you're a mentor is that you go about your business, and then you see something just like Eli will do with Jones or Tanny, whoever might be, and point out something. Right? Yeah. Jack Rabbit said he's going to do the same thing. Yep. Everybody has to watch him. You see how he breaks down film. You see what he does. And then when Jack Rabbit sees something on the field to a young kid like Love or something like that, he's going to say, hey, do it like this. That's, you know, they're both expected to be mentors. Right. Nobody's saying Eli is not a mentor or or shouldn't be a mentor. You know, all Eli is saying is that, hey, I've always, Eli said it the other day, I've been a mentor for like 11, 12 years now. Right. That's all. They're both going to be mentors. Any folks, any veteran player in a locker room, that's been either, you know, it's been a pro bowl, it's been a, a solid NFL player. Eli's case, it's going to be a, probably a Hall of Famer, right, bud? Yep. Good stuff, buddy. We, we, uh, we are out of time. Uh, okay. Real quick. Um, those of you who didn't get to, well, I didn't get the questions, you have a lot of good ones. Send them again next week because I definitely want to read them. A lot of like, what was your, your best moment the last five years, all that stuff. So thank you, everyone. Uh, to order a copy of The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. For a digital subscription, go to magster.com, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, and download the app, the Giant Insider app from the App Store. Um, Chris, anything else real quick? No, happy Memorial Day. Everybody enjoy the weekend, man. Yeah, be safe, everyone. Be safe. Tuesday, OTA. And yes, and remember, guys, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.